everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Teardown. My name is Jeff Gluck, and I'm along with my co-worker, Jordan Bianchi. We are motorsports writers here at The Athletic, and we have just witnessed a race at Dover. It happened, uh, and it was quite a day for Hendrick Motorsports. Um, you know, I, I think it's the sort of the race, Jordan, where, uh, you know, sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, we have so much to unpack this craziness. Oh, how are we going to sort through everything that <laughs> happened in the last 50 laps or whatever? You know, this one pretty straightforward. Kyle Larson, uh, completely dominated the race until his team lost the lead for him, um, uh, and a pit stop during a caution just by one spot. And according to racing insights, that was the fastest pit stop of the year by Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman got the track position, ended up winning the race. Hendrick Motorsports one two three four, the first team to go one two three four in a race since Roush in two thousand five, first time in Hendrick's history. Really, it was really just seemed like a matter of uh, whichever Hendrick car was going to get out front. Um, that was that was going to be the race, and that's what happened. Yeah, and let's not let's also make sure we mention Hendrick drivers combined to lead what all of eighteen laps today or something. You know, seventeen eighteen laps, which is just ridiculous when you, you when you think about it this was a this was a hendrick company picnic this was them just hanging out having a good time and just why you know just decimating the field and you know a week ago i wrote this on the athletic.com i i said it looks like martin jr and joe gibbs racing kind of as an organization as a whole had kind of figured out this 750 package and they had moved ahead a little bit and i talked to the hendrick crew chief they said the same thing like we kind of feel like, you know, they're a little bit better than us right now in these 750 packages. Um, okay, wait a second. Just forget I wrote that. <laughs> it was bad. I know they said that. Uh, let's just get a redo. Because um, this was a 750 race, and they were dominant. And conversely, the, the Gibbs cars weren't that good. I mean, Denny Hamlin had a, had a solid day, ran the top 10 all day, and leaves with another top 10 finish. But, you know, Kyle had good lap times but had an engine issue. Martin Truex Jr., I, I don't know what happened there. That that to me is almost the story of the race of, I think we all kind of thought that this was guy was going to be, if not the favorite was going to be in the mix and he wasn't. Um, and just labored just a horrible day for him. And then, you know, Christopher Bell, it just, he was off the radar too. So four laps down off the radar. Yeah. So it feels like everything we thought to be true a week ago, <laughs> it's no longer the case. Well, so it, I, I don't, I'm not going to go that far actually. And I, I think you, uh, cause your, your story I think was largely correct in that the Hendrick crew chiefs are saying, Hey, it looks like, you know, on the 750 package, we, we have a little bit of a disadvantage to JGR right now. And, you know, Truex had been winning on 750 races until he gets uh lapped today. But, 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 I think that Dover in particular is such a different track. Sure. It's, it's its own beast, you know. Um, I really don't think we can look at this and go, okay, well, Hendrick, you know, won a 750 package race at Dover, so they're going to be good this fall at Martinsville or Phoenix or this summer at New Hampshire or whatever. It's so different. It, you know, yeah. the, the way the high banked, um, you know, concrete, mile track. It's, I just, uh, man, I have a hard time. You know, I, I, I went into this, honestly, um, thinking, you know, th this was probably going to be a Hendrick day based on how they performed last fall and based on how Kyle Larson had performed the last time he was there, where, which he won. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Larson is really good there. Elliot, remember William Byron had his breakout there in the second of the doubleheader um, last fall, right? Heading yeah. into Daytona and then he got his first win. Alex Bowman had a great run uh, um, 
in that race. So, you know, I, I was really thinking this could be a Hendrick kind of day. I didn't, I wasn't thinking one, two, three, four, but I was thinking, you know, it was going to be dominated by one Hendrick driver or another. So I, I really don't think we can take too much from it. Uh, obviously this race, this is it. This is the one Dover race for the year. Um, you know, no playoff race this time. So, you know, I, I, what the crew chiefs were telling you, I don't think they were even lying. I think that when you're talking about most of the 750 tracks, um, that you can more, they're more similar, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I would still say that JGR has an advantage there. Yeah. And I think you make some really good points that this, this track is so different. It's a, it's a high banked one mile track. It's concrete. It has, there's really no comparison to a track in the playoffs. Dover doesn't have a second race. That race is now at Nashville, which is not in the playoffs. It's it, what do you make of this? And you're right. I mean, Kyle Larson to me was the guy that I thought this was going to be the Truex and Larson show again, kind of what we saw at Darlington. If somebody was going to be at Truex, it was going to be Kyle Larson. And to see Alex Bowman do this, not a surprise. Alex ran well here before, finished second here. To me, the, the big storyline, though, is is Alex Bowman's emergence. I mean, this is a driver we, we've seen win a race the last couple of years, but really hasn't taken that next step. And for him to do this and, and to ascend to that next level, I, I was thinking about something that Denny Hamlin said. I think it was after Martinsville or maybe Bristol, maybe Richmond, went after Alex Bowman won. And he said, I would rather have my season than Alex Bowman's season. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, I, I think I would have agreed with that. I don't think I agree with that anymore. I think I'd much rather have Alex Bowman season one. He's got two wins, which is impressive. Um, they've had speed most weeks. They haven't always executed. They've had some ups and downs, and they still have those bad races occasionally where they're kind of out to lunch. But if I look at Alex seasons, Alex Bowman season as a whole, I, I'm pretty. I'd be tickled pink if I'm an Alex Bowman fan because I, I think my driver's got a chance at the championship, especially way the, the playoffs set up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, you know, with Truex having his um, bad day today, Denny Hamlin now has a 101-point lead over second place in the standings halfway through the regular season. Um, And William Byron is now in second, by the way. So, I mean, he he is having an incredible regular season, even without the wins. Alex Bowman is 13th in points. He's behind Christopher Bell and Austin Dillon in points, even though he has two wins. So you would really rather have that season, even with the two wins than, than Denny Hamlin season where you're, you're pretty much dominating and consistent every week, or at least, you know, you have a top five car every week. I think it's a discussion worth having. And I think the fact that you can win and get wins is important. And to me, this season kind of reminds me a little bit of Kevin Harvick's year in 2014, that year during the regular season, Kevin Harvick wasn't very good. He, He won a lot of races, won some races, but they were just up and down, up and down, no consistency whatsoever. But you looked at him and you said, this is a team capable of any winning any given week. I think we're seeing that now with them. And I think Denny Hamlin's year, while it's very remarkable he's finishing in the top 10, you know, at some point you, you kind of got to think he's going to, you, you're going to hit that rut. You're going to hit that, you know, a few weeks in a row where things aren't clicking. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Denny Hamlin's opportunity to win races this year, a bunch of races, has kind of subsided a little bit. I'm not saying he's not going to win this year because he's certainly going to, but you start to look at it and he's had what four or five wins, potential wins get away from him. You know, are you going to look back at the beginning at the end of the year and go, man, we let those go by. And all of a sudden we only have one or two wins. I don't know. I wonder if that's maybe the case. Well, I think you're, you're, you're definitely onto something there. And I was feeling that way and, and do feel that way about Kyle Larson. Cause I, you've heard me say every week, Oh, this is going to be the, the big year of Kyle Larson. He's going to win 
the most races of anybody kind of thing. Um, even after Truex, I, I, you know, has won three, I was still like, man, it's going to be Larson, but over and over again, um, Larson gets close. Um, and today, again, today, as I, I tweeted this earlier, but you know, cause Fox sports showed that graphic where pretty much like Kyle Larson and, you know, never converts these, he has the lowest percentage of converting a top two into a win or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, of any active driver. And, you know, of course the narrative with Larson is, oh, he can't finish out these races. This to me, that, that didn't fall into that today at all because Larson had the dominant car. Um, but all the Hendrick cars were so equal, you know, you saw how Chase Elliott couldn't pass Larson, um, on that one run. He, he stuck with him. He was the only car to stick with him on that one long run and, and couldn't get by him. So I, I think that it was the same thing for Larson when he couldn't get by Bowman late in the race. They were just super even, super fast. Um, but I think that doesn't take away from the fact that the wins are starting to, the opportunity to win so many races is starting to disappear. I mean, you can't, you can't go back to an Atlanta, um, and, and a race like today or, or who, however many you want to point out for Larson that he could have won and say, okay, you're going to win five races this year and you missed those opportunities. No, it's, it's not going to work that way. So, um, I, I agree with you on Hamlin. Um, you still feel like that's kind of out there for Elliot, even though he hasn't won just based on the amount of road courses that are left. I think he's had a good year. People get hung up on the fact he hasn't won a race. And, and I understand that. Listen, I, I thought he was going to have a monster year, of, you know, winning six, seven races. I, I still honestly think that's going to be the case. He, he's one of those guys, too, you could look at. He could probably have three, four wins this year. Things kind of break differently a little bit. Elliot's having a good year. I, and, and to me, you look at last year, he didn't win his first race until the second Charlotte race, which was after the 600. Um, I, I don't know the math in my head off where that you know falls on how many races that is. I think that probably was seven or eight or something. He, he's fine. He, he's running well. Um, the, the, you know, I would like to see this team clean up a little bit of their mistakes today is another example, starting in the back when they, they were going to start in the top 10, that, that takes a lot out of t- a car and puts you in bad situations. Just these little things keep happening with them. Just start putting together clean races. Um, the speed is there. The execution is not uh, Elliot's going to be fine. Um, it just, it bigger picture to me too, is. I don't know who's good. Like, I mean, I think, I, I mean, it seems like we say this every week, but I just don't know who this, the, the dominator team is. I mean, last week I was convinced it was Truex this week. Yes. He's still very good, but this was a really bad race for him. Um, Bowman looked good. Hendrick looked good. And I'm starting to, and maybe this is silly of me to say this because the guys finished in the, top, the top 10, 11 straight weeks, but I'm starting to think William Byron is for real, even though he's not leading a ton of laps and, and not really in a position to win races. But you're finishing the top ten every week. I, I've got to. I've got to tip my cap to you. Yeah, and like I said, second in points right now yeah. after the regular season for Willie B. Certainly impressive. Um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting how it it's. You know, maybe we're taking this too far in, in a little bit of a pattern here, but it does that seem to be going back and forth at this point between Gibbs and Hendrick a little bit, and we're not talking as much about Penske as we were early in the for season sure. now. You know, Blaney was going to have, he was, I think he was running third when he ran over the debris maybe today. So, you know, you don't know how his day would have turned out, but Keselowski, like it, his car seemed uh, out of control a couple of times today where he almost caused wrecks. And then Logano wasn't really in the picture at all today. And then he, with some fresher tires late in the race, drove up to fifth. Um, so he, he sort of salvaged the day based on some, you know, pitting pretty late there. 
uh, and having some fresher tires. But for the most part, Penske, you know, I, I feel like earlier in the season it was a lot more of like, wow, you know, Penske, Gibbs, Hendrick, I don't know which mm-hmm. one is really. And now it, it, it just feels like it's sort of evolved into more of a Hendrick Gibbs type showdown at the moment. hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's Joe Gibbs racing, Hendrick motorsports, one, a one B. And then there is a gap between P- team Penske right now. Um, let's give a nod to Kevin Harvick starting to come into form, by the way. Um, we haven't really talked about him much this year. We've talked about the bad, but the last few weeks we're seeing more out of that team performance wise today. Good run, runs in the top 10 all day. Another top 10 finish um, was running really well at Richmond a few weeks ago, had a tire late. Um, we're starting to see more out of that team than what, 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 we're, what we're usually seeing out of them. I, I think they're going to have a say in this when all done. The Penske thing is interesting. Blaney is another one of those guys, and we could say this really feels like so many of these guys this year. A lot of speed, a lot of performance, just not execution, some bad luck, has un- been able unable to string together good races that that's a little bit of a concern because the speed is there. You just want to see that turned into to results and they're not doing that. Brad Keselowski is interesting. He hasn't been with his crew chief, Jeremy Bullens for the last two weeks. Uh, COVID protocols there. He's lost his chief engineer um, who's uh, had a medical procedure. You know, you know, we, we is losing your crew chief. I mean, we know, you know, the crew chiefs are still involved. They're not at the racetrack, but still when you, when you lose your, your crew chief, he's not there at the racetrack. When you, you don't have your chief engineer, it does feel like this team just right now isn't at full strength. Well, you know, I, I look at, um, you know, if you want to take sort of an extension of, of the Penske guys here and, you know, I, I look at Matt Benedetto, and, and cool. I am starting to, you know, I think I, you, you had expressed some concern over his season and how things were going maybe a week or two ago. And I was like, no, you know, I think that they're still in, in pretty decent shape here and, and, you know, they're going to, but I tell you what, days like today really put a lot of doubt into that because, you know, we got to remember this is a, a Penske car, right? So, you know, it's, it's essentially the fourth Penske car and they were so out to, I mean, they, they finished five laps down in 24th. I saw De Benedetto's video that he posted on Twitter afterwards, just sort of explaining that they threw uh, some new things at it and they were all on board and it just didn't work out and they just had to hang on all day, but I mean, they just, they just missed it bad. And that run, I mean, it really puts him further out of the playoff picture. Um, he's 17th in points. Um, but you know, he, he lost ground today to people like Tyler Reddick who finished eighth and had a good run. Um, you know, I, I, it's just, you can't, uh, you just can't really have days like that if you're going to try to make it on points, especially this season with so many different winners. Um, you know, uh, man, that, that was a tough one to watch if you're if you're a Matt D fan today. It is. And second bad race in a row, too. I mean, you go back to last week at Darlington, that was another race they were completely out to lunch, and they struggled badly. And for a team that hasn't shown the ability to win, and for a driver who hasn't shown the ability to win at the national level, uh, okay, so you're going to have to point your way in. Okay, that's fine. You did that last year. That worked out well for you. But as you say, you're throwing away a lot of points. You're putting yourself in a points hole that it might be very hard to overcome. And you may have to turn up the wick and start trying to win a race to get in the playoffs. Are they capable of doing that? I don't know if they are. I don't want to go. I wouldn't want to be going into Daytona on the points bubble like he was last year. We saw how that worked out for Jimmy Johnson. That's not a good spot to be in. And you, you, you just want to avoid that at all costs. And I look at this. I think there's going to probably be three guys who get in on points. And right now, I'll take Tyler Reddick over that. I think Tyler Reddick can win a race this year. I think Austin Dillon can win a race. I think there's guys in that 
you know, outside the bubble who could still pop up and pull a surprise along the way. So it's, this has been a bad stretch for the, the 21 team. They had a horrible start to the year, a lot of bad luck. They overcame that. They, they strung together, I think, what, five, five or six good races where they really dug themselves out of that hole. And now they're going back. And I, and I wonder, again, if you go back to Talladega, that woulda, shoulda, coulda win possibly slipped away from them. If they're going to look back on that and go, damn, that, that cost us a playoff spot. You know, you mentioned Austin Dillon, and uh, he moved up one spot to 11th in the standings today. And Tyler Reddick moved up one spot to 15th. Uh, there was, I think, maybe stage two. They both scored stage points. Dylan ends up finishing 14th. Um, you know, he he had a better run than that, really, going yeah. for a while there. Um, but still, 14th is fine, respectable, especially if you're trying to point your way in and, and you're where he is on points. Um, certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, another guy that was really seemed to be in line for a, a solid, solid day was Chris Busher. Mm-hmm. And he ends up finishing 17th. I'm not sure what happened there. He was really, he was solidly in the top 10 for a while. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. But so he lost a, he lost a spot in points. Um, he fell to, to uh, 14th in points, but he's still in decent shape. Um, I mean, if, when you have guys who are on the cut line, like Matt to Benedetto, uh, we documented his good day and, and Kurt Bush, you yeah, know, that was another one. He was going to have a day. It looked like he was going to have a top 10. I think he was running close to fifth. Fifth, right. Yeah. And he ends up finishing 13th. So they, you know, he couldn't capitalize either. He's 18th in points. He actually moved up to 18th. But Stenhouse, uh, there's a guy who, who, you know, threw away, uh, you know, they've been backsliding a lot lately, Stenhouse. Um, He ends up finishing 20th and. He lost a spot in points, so he's all the way down to 19th in points. Um, Newman, we know we were talking about him on the bubble. Now he finished four laps down today, 23rd. So mm-hmm. really, it's uh, you know a lot of these. You know, we, we keep saying who's going to make it, who's going to make it. It's going to be so close, but the guys chasing in the points, at least today, didn't do themselves any favors at all. Yeah, you can't throw away points. We're seeing that a lot, and it's, it feels like it's going to be who can make the least amount of mistakes. And you know, who can not put themselves in a point hole where, where they don't have to scramble. And, you know, Tyler Reddick to me is a young driver who's, who's coming into his own and, and is showing that he can be very aggressive. And sometimes he's a little bit over his head, but he does a really good job of putting himself in position. Another top 10 finish today, another good run for him. I like where that team is going. I like the direction of where he's going. We talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast about, you know, maybe some of these tracks don't set up well for him, you know, during the summer stretch, but he is maximizing what he's doing. Comes to Dover, has a good run there. Um, he's not the best road course racer. That That's a little concerning, but when you, when you got tracks that like Charlotte coming up, he, he's good at Charlotte. He can be good at Charlotte. So the opportunity is going to be there, but I don't know. I, I do feel like, it's who's which one of these guys do you believe in the, the Kurt Bushes, the Reddicks, the Newmans, the Bubble Wallace. Bubble Wallace has best finish of the year, by the way, today finished 11th. That was a badly needed run for that team. Which one of these guys, these teams, do you believe in can, can put together a long stretch of, of consistency? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know right now. Reddick's probably my choice, but even that, I guess you could probably say that, that that's doubtful. Yeah. And I tell you what, that was a, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, talked about Bubba Wallace almost every week on this podcast and how he hadn't even gotten top 15 finish yet. So, uh, to finish 11th there, um, I'm sure that was, I'm sure they wanted that top 10 Cole Custer beat him out for the top 10. 
spot um, in the final laps there. But um, Bubba Wallace 11th, certainly a finish they needed. And I'll tell you what, that, that was a good call by Mike Wheeler to yep. have them stay out there because he did the same strategy that Redick, uh, Daniel Suarez, who finished ninth. Um, and, you know, they stayed out on these guys um, who pitted for tires behind them and tires just didn't matter as much today. And, you know, there was that one run where the caution came out shortly thereafter and like Hamlin had restarted ninth as the first car on tires and he was still ninth. So you knew the strategy uh, pretty much worked and was effective and gave those guys track position. They were able to capitalize on it. So, um, you know, that was a good run, good run for them. Good run for Suarez. Like I said, um, Suarez definitely, you know, it, it's interesting. Suarez, I, I mentioned this before. He's still behind Bubba Wallace on points, but he seems to like get on TV for having good runs and being um, in the picture every week. So they've, they, you know, they, they were able to finish with his second top 10 of the year this time. Yeah. They've ran much better than they have finished. Um, you go back to Atlanta this year running top. I think they're running sixth or seventh in that race until the last pit stop. And they had, I think Suarez spent on pit road that cost them there. They've had good runs this year. Um, they just haven't been able to finish races. So I, I like what they're doing. They've got two top 10 finishes this year. They, they do seem to be building something there. That is a team to me. It's encouraging. And if they can, you know, continue to gel, continue to, to figure one another out to get some new experience as a new team. I, I like where they're going. I like the direction they're heading. Um, if you're a Bubba Wallace fan, you've got to be encouraged by this. This has been a race. Th- this was a race that was kind of the opposite of a lot of races this year where Bubba has good moments in races and then it kind of goes away at the end. Today, it was kind of the opposite direction. They weren't, didn't have a lot of speed today. Give kudos to Mike Wheeler. We, we've criticized him before. Made a good pit call, got his driver an eleventh place finish, and hopefully gets the gets some momentum going with this team because they hadn't had a top fifteen finish before today. This was badly needed. How about Hamlin cussing out uh, Bubba and yeah. Wheeler for being in his way when that was weird they, he was running eighth and and uh, you know Hamlin was ninth. I mean, it's not like he was lapped and in his way or something. Like, what do you just want him to move over? He's racing for his first top ten of the year, Denny. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that at all. Um, that was that was very odd, and it wasn't. He was criticizing Bubba. He was criticizing Wheeler, the crew chief. Which yeah, like for, how how dare you <laughs> you have him stay out and, and get in my way? Come on, man, like help uh, me out. Yeah, I, I that's a great that's something to. It's interesting, um, and I guess we can kind of look ahead a little bit, and I'll you know give you. I mean, I don't like to talk about too much about what we do, what we have working on until it's actually published. But I'm doing a, a thing on Denny Hamlin, and I'm going to be. Speaking and spending some time with him and speaking with him this week, so uh, that will definitely be on my list of questions that we ask him. Yeah, it'll be you know he he even said on Twitter afterwards, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I I I cussed him out. So, um, I, I mean, it's frustrating. I mean, it's you know, I, I I I've learned that you just guys say things during races and you got to shrug it off and it is what it is. It's just, but just the dynamic is so weird because this guy drives for one team and he owns a car for another team, but, and the teams are basically all the same and you know, they're all intermingling. It's just, it's a whole weird dynamic and it kind of, you know, kind of reared its head a little bit today. Yeah. We, so, we've seen that before though, too, at Daytona and Talladega with those guys where Hamlin's been very blunt about what Bubba is doing right and wrong. Right. Right. Jordan, um, you know, you have taken a sizable lead now in the, was it a good race poll? <sighs> um, yeah, that, that you know, I think it's uh, eight to five, and I missed. I, th- I believe I missed the percentage last week by about twenty points. Oh, uh, I think geez. I said it was going to be uh, low fifties, mid fifties, and it ended up like seventy two, seventy three, something like that um, for Darlington. Thanks, you missed Dale it. Jr. 
you missed. Well, he only, I, I, I saw he only moved it by four points when he hey, tweeted. I'll take every it was little bit I get. Well, he, you still missed it by 10 points, but uh, still W for you. <laughs> um, this Dover one, tricky, tricky because. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. No, what's not. your, what's your take? I, on it? Obviously go, I have. Oh, go ahead. You go first, right? No, you won. Oh, I won. I go first. I'm, I'll say 40%. 40? 40. I think the low, hang on, let me think about this. So the, we talked about this before. The lowest Dover race ever was 30%, correct? That's correct, yes. Do you know what year that was? That was the 2016 playoff race won by Truex. I believe he pretty much dominated the race, and okay, there was nothing really that happened in the race. Um, the second lowest Dover is 33%, which oh. was the one that Larson won um, in the playoffs 19. in 2019. Okay. And the third lowest Dover race is 42%, which was the 2019 okay. spring race that Truex won. So, okay. Can I get a do over on my pick really quick? Is that okay? Okay. You're, you're abandoning 40, banning 40, kicking okay. it to the curb, like an ex-girlfriend. Okay. Um, 35%. 35. Wow. That's pretty low. This is a they, Hendrick motorsports led all, but like 18 laps. The, the, the finish was never in doubt. The racing was no one could pass. It was, you can't tell me, unless you're like the biggest Alex Bowman fan ever, that you were happy with this race. If you're a Kyle Larson fan, you're mad because your driver had a fast car and didn't win the race. If you're a Chase Elliott fan, you're mad because your driver finished third and had another pre-race penalty. What What are you supposed to take away from this? That's positive. I'm sorry. Dover sucks. I, it's a horrible track. <laughs> like, I, I Listen, I love what NASCAR done with the schedule. I think it's great. I, I love it. I've written about it. I've applauded it. I'm Thank God they, they took one Dover date away. Take the other one. It's just a bad racetrack. When is the last oh. time there's been a good Dover race? Like a memorable start to finish Dover race. Well, I'm gonna have to consult the poll for that, but you know, um, in, in the one uh, that comes to my mind was like 2016, where Matt Kenseth and Larson yes, battled late. That got a 92.6 yep. percent in the poll. That was, that was really a good. Great race, great yeah, race. But that was a long time ago. More often than not, like I'm. So, and if they want to keep it, they get a race. Can we just? Why is it concrete still? Like concrete doesn't work there. It's not good. I mean, there's been some good Dover races over oh. the years. Um, well, I guess the second highest Dover race is 77%. But so, yeah, it's, it's been a while to your point. Oh, 61, 60. Oh, geez. <laughs> 54, 54, 50. Oh, these are bad. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm a University of Delaware graduate. Uh, I'm not seeing this clearly. I love Grotto's Pizza. I love Rehoboth sure. Beach. I love I mean, the state of Delaware. It's close love, to Philadelphia. It's got some, I mean, I, I get the appeal of the race. Like we just got to do something with the track though, whether that's asphalt, whether it's blowing it up and, and remodel, I don't know. You just got to do something though. Cause this is not I'm fine with it being there for once a year. And oh. you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, somebody, a team can hit on it like they did today, but anyway, so you said 35%. I said 35% as I go on my Dover rant. You know, I, I really think that, okay, here's a couple things that I underestimated last week that this is the 750 package and there's a group of 750 truthers out there that will <laughs> not say a 750 race is a bad race. Okay. Like just the principle of it. Sure. They're going to say it's a good race. And I underestimated the, the percentage of people that that was because I didn't think Darlington was particularly great. And you had so many people all week saying, this was great. And if you don't like this, you don't understand racing, blah, 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 blah. Right? Like, so I felt like an idiot all week because I'm like, oh, geez, all these people are just really up, fired up about this. So anyway, I think it's going to be higher 
than you think. I think it's going to be a little bit closer to 50. Um, you know, I also think that, uh, you know, there's some love for Bowman. There's some, you know, the, the Hendrick fans are going to say, Hey, I thought that was a good race. You know, maybe, maybe not really sincerely, but they're going to say for me, it was. So, um, yeah, I actually think it's going to beat out that 42% Dover one. That was the third lowest. And so I'll just say 43 I'm going to say 43%. You say 35. I think it'll be mid forties. We really, we had, there's not been a race under 50% all year. There's this fan base is very, they seem to be liking the races. Even Atlanta, which I thought was pretty bad, got 50.6. So that was a good finish though. That was an entertaining finish. I mean, Atlanta wasn't the most exciting race, but the last 50 laps were darn good. It was Blaney and Larson. So I just, I don't know. I didn't see it today. I mean, you, you didn't have a good beginning of the race. You didn't have a good middle of the race. You had a terrible finish. Unless you're a Hendrick fan or Hendrick Motorsports employee, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, 43 for me, 35 for you. Jordan, did you um, – I know you were at NHRA this weekend, so I'm not sure how up to speed you were on on all things IndyCar. Uh, were you able to keep track of that at all? I watched a little bit of the race. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Uh, still going through it. Uh, it sounds like an entertaining race and some interesting pit strategy at the end. Uh, maybe cost uh, – uh, uh, Roman Grosjean, uh, a possible win, but uh, it was an entertaining race and another first time winner in IndyCar too, by the way, which is what three and five races. Yeah. And you know, Rena's VK, you know, you could see for years cause he, he was, you know, dominating in in uh, Indy lights and on the, the whole ladder system that they have there. And you're just like, man, this guy's going to be someone who, who wins a lot of races, you know? Um, so, you know, he's finally able to break through as a matter of time, but really interesting because in IndyCar, um, sort of like in, at the start of the NASCAR season anyway, you have just like straight up parody right now. Like you have no mm-hmm. idea who's good. Somebody is is winning a different race every week, um, which still would be the case in NASCAR if not for Bowman and Truex are the only one to have won multiple races in NASCAR. But um, yeah, in IndyCar just, you know, now it's going to be heading into the Indy 500. They have Indy 500 qualifying next week at the same time as the CODA stuff's going on. And then two weeks from today, as we record this is the Indy 500. Um, crazy how May is, you know, just, just flying by compared to, I tell you what, Jordan, compared to like quarantine and all that stuff last year, where all the whole spring, like March, April, May just felt like the longest, most painful <laughs> months of lockdown kind of stuff ever. Like, you know, to, to think, wow, it's mid-May, we're two weeks from the Indy 500 and Memorial Day and all that stuff, and crazy how fast it's going. But um, anyway, just a lot of parody in IndyCar right now, not really sure what to make of things, you know, whereas last year at this time in IndyCar, you're like, um, well, at least at this part in the season, not they hadn't started their year, um, you know, time-wise in May because of <laughs> COVID. But I know what you meant. It's hard yes. to keep track. Um, you know, Scott Dixon had... had you know, it was dominating early in the season. And, you know, even after a couple of races, you're like, well, I guess this is Dixon's championship to lose. Exactly. Um, this year, who knows? I mean, it's, it's really interesting. So, um, IndyCar, definitely interesting to watch right now. You never, you don't know what you're getting from week to week. And the, the Roman Grosjean thing was really cool to see him win the pole, um, yep. and then run second. And he was dominating the race. Um, and you know, it just, it didn't work out for him pit wise and strategy wise and all that stuff. Um, and, and VK was able to, to pull it off and execute at the end there. But, you know, I, I think it's exciting to have different names up there. It's exciting to have, I mean, that series is so competitive. Yeah. Penske still doesn't want to race this year. Yeah. And like you, you know, you look at, um, Juan Pablo Montoya came over and made a start 
And I mean, he, he was like out to lunch and really not even close to competitive. Um, uh, and, and, you know, the field is so tight right now on those road courses. That's where you have Jimmy Johnson being the last car running every week and saying, Hey, I feel great. I made a lot of progress this week. Like I feel really good. And he's still like the last car, um, that hasn't crashed out or whatever. So, you know, it's, but I, but, and, but I believe it at the same time. Like, I think that he probably has made progress, but the field is so tight. It's so difficult right now in IndyCar. So that, that makes it fun to watch, you know? It is. It's unpredictable right now. Like I said, it, it still feels like this is Dixon's championship uh, to, to lose. I, I mean, I, that's always my default answer that Dixon's the championship favorite until he's proven otherwise. Um, as we start stringing together some races here and kind of sort things out a little bit, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, and you go into Indy 500 and that's a race unlike any other on the schedule. I don't know what to expect. Like I said, Penske hasn't won a race this year. We know how much importance they place on that. Are we going to see them come to life there? Um, Dixon's still looking for that second Indy 500 win, which, you know, if you look at his resume, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty darn impressive. Um, but he only does have one Indy win. He'd like to maybe see him add to that to, to really kind of bolster his credentials. And then his, his career and where, where it falls in the all-time list really kind of takes on a different scope, I think. So a lot of interesting questions that still need to be, uh, that will be answered over the next few weeks as we uh, sort through the IndyCar season. Well, Jordan, after, um, a long time, uh, of us both not being at the track or you being at a track and taking a break and me being at the track and taking a break. We're covering a combined three races in the next two weeks. Um, I'll be at circuit of the Americas and then the Indy 500. You're going to be at the Coca-Cola 600. Um, you were at NHRA this weekend. So we're, uh, in Darlington last weekend. So we're actually, I guess if you add all those up, a lot of stuff going on, we're starting to pick things back up again People are opening things back up. The tracks are opening the stands up with no masks, no social distancing. Hope everybody's vaccinated for those. Um, but just excited to start getting out there again. I, I can't tell you how excited I am to go to Coda. Um, you know, my first race since Daytona 500. And only, this is only going to be the fourth race I've covered, I think, since, um, you know, the whole quarantine covid everything started so and the first time you've been in a garage since phoenix march 2020 or march that's 20, right 21. that's right i get to go in the garage yeah. uh man it's gonna be very exciting very exciting very happy to be able to have that opportunity so hope to see a lot of you people there i i uh tweeted and asked who's gonna be at coda and i can't believe how many people said yes they're gonna be there so that's really cool hopefully we'll uh get to catch up with people and uh, I will be talking to you from the track next week, Jordan. So that'll be really exciting. It is. And we got a lot of cool things on the athletic uh, coming up. Uh, a lot of big things. I think we both are very excited about. So if you're not a subscriber, there are some great deals out there. Uh, there's what I believe there's a $1 a month offer out there. Is that correct? I think that it starts. It may have started now. Yes. Supposedly, okay. if you click on any of our links, you will be prompted with the uh, $1 offer. Um, I can give you a direct link. Not sure if this is good for the $1 or not. Um, I think first of all, it's, I think it's $1 a month for new subscribers for the first six months is the deal. Uh, and it only, it's only running for a couple weeks here, but, um, I think you can also go to the athletic.com slash the teardown to see that offer. If that doesn't offer doesn't pop up, then try one of our story links instead that we put out on Twitter because you should be prompted, um, when you hit the paywall there. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're starting to, gosh, it finally feels like we're starting to be able to 
to get back to doing our jobs and stuff like that. And I know people are excited to be back at the track too. So a lot of cool things. I'm very excited. I know personally, I've got some things that will uh, be out over the next few weeks that I'm uh, very proud of. And I know you, you've got some big things as well. So you're not a subscriber. Now is a good time to be part of it. Cause I think you can be very happy with what we have coming. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time on the teardown.